Alexander Lancaster here at Two Wolf Studio and Artist Inn. This is Meet the Artist, and my guest tonight is Mark Fuerborn. Is that how you say your name, man? That's right. Yeah, you nailed Fearborn. it first try. <laughs> right on, dude. I was, I was worried about that. I was like, I've read your name a hundred times, but I don't think that I've ever actually heard you say your last name. And so I was like, all right. Now, I knew I had the Mark part right. Yeah. <laughs> You're two for two, man. Good job. And Mark, you're here to talk about your band. Your band is called Buyer Beware, and let's just let's just jump right into it. Uh, Mark, you've been doing some music, and it was recorded over the COVID, over over COVID nineteen, those two years, and uh, you're finally getting it out and getting it released. Let's talk a little bit about your band first before we talk about your album. Of course, thank you. Yeah, so Buyer Beware is kind of something that's been going on for almost a decade you know I I started dabbling in music I want to say over a decade ago um, and I had a couple of different people that I worked with and they were great you know and some of them have kind of stuck around over the years one of them is uh, Jared Stangor he's one of my drummers uh-huh. and uh, he's been great uh, even since the very beginning since I got started in music I've I've worked with him and we just kind of stayed connected over the years. Um, but slowly over time, um, more and more people started kind of joining in or, you know, contributing music to some of the compositions that I, I was making. So a lot of the times I, I really would put something together and then I would kind of tell people, I need somebody to help me with this. I need a guitar player. I need a drummer. Um, because it's a little hard to do all of that by yourself. I, I think of myself as a multitasker, but yeah, you know that really over time, uh, I want to say the the group really has kind of culminated in a good six or seven people. Um, we have a viola and violin player, drummers, um, some guitar players, and then I've always kind of played the bass personally, but really it's it's a nice group, um, and we. I would say that we really kind of found ourselves uh, probably in the years between 2014 and 2017. Um, I was working on my first full-length album. It was called Hello Again over at Cypher Sound Studio in Kansas City. And uh, bit by bit, I got more people to get involved with that specific project. And those are the people that really have stuck around. So let's just jump into that right there, Your, your younger years. And so when that started... What time frame was that when it was started? Yeah. You're a young cat. Like you're like you're pretty young. I don't know if you want to tell your age, but you're oh. a young cat, <laughs> and, and you've been able to achieve a lot of things since I've known you. I, I think I met you uh, through Justice, like I don't know, seven years ago or something. Yeah. You were still a young cat. So absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, 27. Um, I came to Topeka. I want to say and. 2014 for college I went to Washburn University for journalism um, so I was I was dabbling in music uh, way before then I want to say you know I even probably fifth grade I was playing the trumpet and kind of stuck with that for a bit you know more or- orchestral bands um, and then in high school probably I want to say 2010 uh, is when I really started to get involved with more guitar and I kind of found myself also as a singer then as well. I started doing more vocals as well. So school was a big part of it? Yeah, really. I, I credit, you know, high, uh, grade school band and uh, high school band for 
really getting me started in music. I remember when I was really, really young, um, <laughs> we were probably in, you know, second grade or third grade when, you know, our school handed us like harmonicas or recorders. And, you know, I remember filling around with that as a kid and just being so fascinated by it. And then they really kind of brought out the big guns and they said, all right, here's a trumpet, here's a clarinet, um, here's flutes, you know, try it out. And I did. And I remember trying to, uh, when you play the trumpet, you have to like almost mm -hmm. like buzz your lips. You go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember that was so fun for me. And uh, the trumpet is a really loud instrument. I remember learning the trombone whenever I was in junior or maybe junior high. But yeah, just the feeling of afterwards, like my lips were just felt like they were still buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a workout almost, you know. And for sure, it really is a workout. Yeah, it was yeah, really ahead, fun. Man. So yeah, school had a lot to do with it. Your youth was you started like getting into music a lot when you were younger, and then you now you're a you're a multimedia musician. Like you play the drums. Did I say that wrong? Do you play drums? I do. Yeah, I play I, drums. I, yeah. You play the bass. You play the guitar. You sing, and a lot of this album too. You played the bass and the guitar and did the vocals as well, right? That's right. Yeah. I really the ironic thing is I I remember the two instruments that I've taken formal lessons on trumpet and drums, but um, guitar and bass were both self taught, and I actually stay away from the drums uh in my recorded material i let um jared jared stangor takes care of that or my other drummer ethan byron um but really i've i've kind of more focused on bass and guitar um it's kind of hard to find bass players around here you know i mm -hmm. um i feel I like that's a, a thing all around our country like nobody really wants to be the bass player <laughs> yeah. but no there's some great bass bass players in this city and i've definitely noticed a lot of them like kind of was like well nobody else wants to play the bass i'm a great guitar player and i will play the bass and those are some of the best bass players too like, absolutely we got some really good ones here but they're all in bands right yeah yeah they're they have commitments <laughs> and everything so so if you're a bass player like it's the future for you exactly they're in demand take notes people <laughs> right. yeah so yeah man um just go ahead with the, what's going on with your new new album that you just released. Yeah, thank you. So um, the new material that we released, it's uh, it's actually a single. Um, it's Ethereal is the name of it. It just released on uh, March 29th. And uh, really, this is probably the one piece that I have been just dying to get out there. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and you know i'm i'm really a perfectionist so i spent a lot of time with our audio engineers putting it together after we recorded um just trying to make sure that it was just right and it's finally here i really look at it as like the perfect blend of psychedelia and you know more indie rock alternative grunge um give me some of your uh, inspiration absolutely yeah the uh really the First thing I think that anybody who knows the grunge scene will recognize in that track, Alice in Chains, their harmonic vocals. Yeah. I, you know, whether it was William Duvall um, and Jerry Cantrell or Lane Staley with them, either way, they they have just such a wonderful blend of mm -hmm. of singing that um, yep. 
I've always really wanted to try that out myself. Um, I unfortunately don't have another singer. Um, aside from in our, our uh, previous album, uh, Ian Tack was one of our vocalists who kind of contributed as well. But for the most part, the harmonics, that's just me recording once and then recording again on top of it. Right on. So trying to match myself or, or get a harmony with myself is that that took some time to get to learn how to do. Well, you know, it sounds like you're not afraid of hard work, and that's another one of those things right there. That's pretty. That's, it's a challenge to get it done, and you know, I, I I have to come to like you are a young cat. You're doing some great stuff in our community. You're part of. A local television station. What channel is it? Channel 27, KSNT News. All right. What do you do over there, brother? Well, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I guess you could kind of think of me as like the station's fixer. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I title is news operations manager, but I do a little bit of everything. A lot of the behind the scenes work. Um, the guy who's punching the buttons and pulling the cameras up and making the shows happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I also write stories for their website and I fly their drone as well. How, how much of your experience in making music and being in a band has to do with what you're doing at your, I guess that would be your day job? Yeah, so to say. that's a great question. And, you know, I, I think it's, you, you kind of think of it as like, I can have my cake and eat it too. Um, a lot of the things that I've learned over the years in, in making music translated really well into television. Um, what the one half of, of any television production is audio. And so learning how to record things properly is a huge part of the job. You know, I, I'm, I teach our reporters how to handle mics uh, any given day. And then when in post-production, when we're editing their video together, we're also checking their audio and making sure that that blends well too. So um, there's also a lot of equipment between television and music that, um, that really is the same. Um, all of the audio cables that you might use in music for a microphone or a guitar, um, well, there's microphones in music just like there's microphones in television. Makes sense that they would have the same equipment or cables to work yeah. with. Yeah. So. Man, uh, I, I, I'm, I know you've also, like, not only, like, are you taking your music and... Like your, your your knowledge of music and putting it into your day to day work, um, but you also like have just some life experiences that you're able to like take and say, you know what, this is this is the way it's got to be because life is too short. And you're a young cat, so can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So, um, you know, even in high school, uh, there was one probably life-defining moment that I had, and that was uh, right after I graduated, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. Um, it was appendix cancer. Go figure, the one <laughs> the one organ that, you know, you really yeah. don't even need. But wow. um, it, was, it was a really um, challenging time in my life. Um, you know, I had to go through chemotherapy, and I had a, several different surgeries that I went through as well. Um, and really the, the big thing that happened was at you know, the young age of 18, I was um, facing you know, the reality of my own mortality. Um, I think when you're a kid, you kind of think that you're invincible and that there's nothing really that could ever happen to you. But then to be hit with that was um, 
I, I think it really had me grow up really fast. But a lot of the subject matter in in my music writing has been kind of centered around that experience. And then now more so, um, it's coming to terms with, yes, life has a time limit. Life can be short, um, but it is what you make of it in that time. And so um, I would say that, you know, there's a lot of pretty dark material that I've recorded in music, but I'm also trying to, uh, while I have a real carpe diem attitude about my day-to-day life, I also am slowly incorporating more of that into my music writing as well. And that's the best thing you could do with that day-to-day life, man. Like everything that's happened in your life, to be able to translate it into a piece of art, and you're doing a great job. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, single. Uh, it's called Ethereal. Ethereal, yep. Ethereal. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about that again. Uh, um, some of your influences came from it sounds like day-to-day life but also like Alice in Chains and this and that let's give a little bit more about what's going on with that song and we're going to play that song after our interview so that our listeners can hear it Um, let's talk a a little bit about that absolutely so while it was recorded you know years ago um, and we kind of were working on the mixing and mastering during the the COVID-19 pandemic um, that really had a lot of challenges with it which I think kind of gave it some delays, but even the subject matter of that song, um, really the interesting thing about that one is that's one of the pieces that I think looked more external than internal. I didn't really write that about my own experiences, but more about about what I witnessed. Um, And so really a lot of what that has to do with the the lyrics in that, um, they really talk about people in positions of power and, you know, what somebody who uses or abuses that power, how that can affect the people that, you know, look up to them. Um, really, the I think that the timing of its release was kind of intentional, you know, with the uh, invasion in Ukraine, you know, Vladimir Putin and Russian forces doing that. Um, the song almost has some anti-war undertones as well. And so, uh, with everything that's been happening in current events, uh, it really seemed like even though that song was created years ago and there may have been other current events that influenced it then, um, the release, it felt like something that was worth getting out there now to mm-hmm. deliver that same message. Um, the actions that somebody like Vladimir Putin have taken in in his position are, is having an impact on thousands if not millions of lives and I think that this song really calls a someone out like that and wants them to really think about what they're doing or what what kind of memory that they're going to leave in history yeah something up really good man I loved hearing that song I heard it a few times and I heard it again tonight just to refresh myself and like I said we're going to listen to it after our interview but so do you have anything else in store for music wise as far as new songs coming out? This was a single that was released, right? That's correct. And you're exactly right. Um, there is more to come. Uh, the sessions that we recorded Ethereal in in studio, um, that wasn't the only thing that we did. And uh, I like to think of this as while releasing it kind of had its own purpose and its own meaning. Um, 
it was not the only thing that was made. And I think that it's going to be part of something bigger down the line as well. Um, nice. Just to name drop a couple of songs that we were working on as well. There's another called Bygone, another one called Tomorrow as well. And uh, I'll more on that to come, of course. But yes, more in the works as well. Well, we can't wait to hear it for sure, man. Let's talk a little bit about community, um, just your job and your focus on the way your music is. Uh, you have a focus on current events and, and things that are happening around us. Let's talk a little bit of our, about our community, Topeka, Kansas. Like, let's just start with, I like to ask my guests this question, how important is the arts to Topeka? I think that art really is reflected in anywhere you go in Topeka, um, whether that's visual art or, you know, auditory art as well. Um, I am a huge fan of First Fridays. I've paid visits down there. I think that's, yeah. you know, where we really had more of a chance to interact as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I really did during my time at Washburn, um, I tried to soak in more time in Topeka and this was, I first came to Topeka when they were revitalizing downtown. So there was yeah. all that construction going on, but, um, yeah, that's why I have to ask you these, this question. Cause I've no, I know that over the last, what, I guess eight years now, you, you have been able to pay attention to what's going on too, whether it be for one reason or another, you're, you've been involved in it. So I'd yeah. love to hear your, yeah, your thoughts on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I really, um, I think that the transformation that Topeka has gone through, even in during the pandemic, um, has been yeah. positive. It it really has. When I when I came here, I think it was kind of a work in progress. But you know, there are some pillars in yeah. The we're still a work in progress, right? <laughs> of course, of course. You know, and there's there's some things that have stuck around and have been yeah. good um, all that uh -huh. time. Um, but really, there's new things that have come too as well. Like I look at the way that uh, the Noto Arts District has transformed yeah. with Redbud Park down there now, and yeah. some of the businesses that come as well. I mean, it it really has become a major attraction. And even on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, I just drove down there myself tonight, and uh, you know there was barely a parking space open. There's cars all down that line of Noto Arts that... Yeah, and it's free parking, so... Yeah. <laughs> they can't complain about that either. Um, but yeah, downtown's thriving as well. I mean, there are so many new businesses. I mean, Brewbank, for example. Even yeah, just beyond art. You know, they yeah. first self-serve... Uh, and they do. They do a First Friday Art walk they feature an artist every month too yeah. i decided to throw that in there because they're 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 participating and there's a lot of yeah go ahead yeah that's the awesome thing you, about it had, too. yeah like yeah. not only are they uh, i mean they the brew i think brewing is an art yeah and you know i believe that's part of the umbrella right there brewing is right up under the umbrella of art and so you know, the brew bank, they promote local, they promote Kansas, they promote all these different uh, locally, like mom and pop kind of owned uh, brewing stuff. And that's cool, man. And then they keep that arts going with the First Friday Art Walk to featuring artists every First Friday. Absolutely. And that's the cool thing about Topeka, you know. It, I think that no matter your walk of life, um, whether you're a business owner or an artist or 
you know, just anybody who's kind of just participating, yeah. um, everybody gets to get involved with it. It's that's the cool thing about Topeka's art community is yeah, everybody can be in it. It's not an exclusive thing. It's open. You said that correct, brother. I appreciate that. That is the true thing too. That's how that's how I feel. You know, I'm when I moved to Topeka, I was like, wow, this is like there's not. It is not like this closed community, this, you know, gatekeepers and tastemakers. It was like, really, the opportunity is there. And I hope you've been able to experience that with your music, too. Like, just doing what you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I personally have felt very welcomed here. You know, when I, moving here in 2014, I was, I didn't know anybody at Washburn. And I was really nervous about you know, what kind of an impression I would make, um, you know, things that any college kid think about when they move away from home. Um, but I met a lot of people and a lot of them were artists, you know, Washburn itself, um, their art program really has, uh, developed a lot of good people that stay around and do partake in the art community as well. And whether that's been, you know, drawing, painting, making music. Um, I found people that really uh, welcomed me. Um, there's people that, even like the Booby Trap, for example. Um, also great people. Yeah, guys, it's yeah. like a staple in, in the area. And I know a lot of people that that go there pretty regularly. And yeah. that was one of the places that I was invited to when I first got here as well. It's It really is a, a welcoming place. And it's um, I think that's also a, a worth mentioning about it too. It's it's not that you have to, you know, invite yourself in. You are invited. You know, people want you to be there. Right. Uh, just in general in Topeka. That is a beautiful thing about Topeka. So, what would you like to see changed in Topeka? Oh, 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 yeah. I asked the hard <laughs> questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I might have to think about that for a second. I mean, really. Um, Let's just start with potholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can get that one out of the way for sure. Um, you know, I, I think that um, if there's one thing that I, I really want to see more of, um, and I, I think we are taking steps in this direction, but um, outdoor venues, you know, mm-hmm. um, it is a little bit hard with some of the Kansas weather, I think, but, you know, we, we have some different places that have sprung up, but, I, you know, you can almost shut more. down because of. Uh, not because of weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of other things where, like, they had that, I don't know if you remember that uh, backyard, what was it called? It was over on, like, off 24th. It was, like, backyard burger place or something. Um, not 24th, 24 Highway and Kansas. I guess that'd be Kansas. You, I don't know if you remember that place, but they had a nice little outdoor venue, and they yeah. ended up getting shut down because they had porta potties and not uh, direct plumbing. Oh, and they had a great outdoor venue! Totally got shut down. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of those things that ended up happening when it comes to the city's ordinances and stuff like that that mm-hmm. stop those outdoor venues from happening. That's a shame, you know. I I really think that. Um you know, it's very An similar. outdoor venue has to have inside plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was no, like, no, talking about good. how funny that was. Yeah, that, that is kind of <laughs> ironic. Um, but, you know, we, 
a lot of what we're proud of is is our art. You know, we we have all of these different murals in town, and why not also let the musicians do the same thing? Let them no come doubt. out and play. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, we got. I mean, it's it's we the people still. I think, and so we can make those changes and put a voice out. And that's the reason why I like to create these conversations and ask, you know, what do you think we could do different in our city? You know, this is like I say, our city. You moved mm-hmm. here, I moved here, but we take ownership, don't we? Yeah, we kind of like we were adopted into it, so we're part yeah. of it. Yeah, and I think we're welcomed, and when we're welcomed, we say, okay, I will go to the refrigerator and get a glass of water <laughs> or a beer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we totally have to do that. I think there's a lot of people that have maybe been in Topeka for a long time that they just feel like the odds are against it. There's no reason to make those moves, and I'm seeing people that move to Topeka that make big moves. And, uh, you know, I think you're one of those kind of people. So that's the reason why I have to bring that up. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's any advice that I could give people, um, I, I know that, um, you know, with the last two years behind us, it has been really hard. It has been really hard to kind of make any kind of movement in a lot of people's lives. And I think that, I think that we can all agree that that we've all kind of faced that same difficulty uh, with what happened with the pan- pandemic. But yeah, um, things are turning around. I think the more that the days go by, the more that it's kind of going behind us. I, yeah. um, you know, with the vaccine that's out as well, that's really been helpful with um, kind of bringing things closer to normal. Mm-hmm. And as things reopen, as businesses come back, as people you start seeing more gatherings and people having fun again together. Um, you know, there are those opportunities to get involved in Topeka and kind of make a name for yourself here. Um, even myself, uh, with how I got started in television, my day job, um, I, yeah, I was at Washburn and I worked at the newspaper there, but I also was getting involved at, uh, the Topeka PBS station, KTWU 11. Um, I started there just as a cam op, uh, you know, I was kind of one of the people who was running their studio cameras during some of their shows. And, you know, they let anybody just kind of come and volunteer and, and help out there. That is something that I think is so cool. And it's not something that you see at just any PBS station. Um, it yeah. goes back to the yeah. the idea that you're invited in Topeka. Um, yeah. So that was my start in television. And from there, I racked up experience that got me into my current job. Um, So there are opportunities like that out there. I think you just have to go looking for them a little bit. And whatever your passion in life is, there is a group in Topeka that I think can help get you closer to what you want to be. Well said. I, I, I totally believe it. And, you know, whenever I said, you know, like about being you know, not from here and doing great things. I have seen a lot of people that have came into Topeka to do great, a lot of great things, but key part was they were welcomed. And there's a lot of amazing Topekans that have stood here and stood their ground and said, we are going to make Topeka great. And, you know, it's kind of easy for me to get behind that wall when it's already rolling. They're already pushing it that, that direction. So I'm going to give a lot of you know, props to them for Absolutely. getting things going. You know, there's a there's a lot. Of, I mean, to, 
Noda wouldn't be Noda if there wouldn't have been somebody starting to make some moves. And so we have to, yeah, give a lot of props to them. But as anybody, whether you're from here or not from here, just getting behind just getting behind the good stuff and going, you know what? I'm not going to focus on the bad stuff. I'm going to focus on the good stuff and watch this move forward. Mm-hmm. That's definitely key to it. But yeah, man, had to, had to say that one, but I love this conversation, brother. Is there anything? Oh, I, I know I have another question I have to ask you. Of course. And I love to ask this question to all my guests and it's what's your two favorite songs that might take you a few seconds to think of. But even if you don't have two favorite songs for your whole favorite songs of all your lifetime, maybe your two favorite songs today. Yeah, you know, anything that I've kind of been checking out recently. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Soundgarden. And uh, so a little bit of a throwback there to the 90s. But, yeah. um, you know, one th- song by them that I've really been enjoying recently actually more recent their uh, 2013 release king animal um it's the track uh, a thousand days before yeah. um i love that song i mean it Good is song. it has like this middle eastern flair to it but it's also kind of like a um it has like kind of a positive spin and i that is something that's kind of rare for that band um <laughs> they don't have a lot of um happy songs and so kind of the way that it I think that I've interpreted it as it's kind of like something where um, maybe more fitting to this conversation too. Uh, the lead singer, Chris Cornell, is talking about um, kind of staking things out for himself and finding his own way. Um, yeah. You know, the, the basically the, the chorus that says, I'll be on my own side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of navigating his own life and, you know, rest in peace to him, of and course. The highway, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh that's one. Uh number two. Oh man. Um Huh. I got a couple of different artists that are coming to mind here. I'm I'm just gonna name drop a couple and see if any one of them just one song stands out. Exit Calm, The Boxer Rebellion, um, Tame and Paula, uh-huh. Allison Chains, of course, gotta mention them. Um oh, yeah. Nirvana too. You know, there's one song by Nirvana that I was uh, recently uh, checking out, and it's kind of like one of their more obscure pieces. But I, I almost that? it's something in the way. Um, oh, yeah. I I feel like it almost was picked up as a TikTok trend recently. Like people were using it in mm. you know as a background song to make TikToks, and that's kind of where I I noticed it from. I was like, huh. Haven't heard that one before. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, just kind of listening to that independently as well, It's it's been interesting. Uh, it's kind of more of a mellow one, you know, acoustic guitar and some violin in there. And um, But it, it really is one that, while it's simplistic, still has just a very, um, it really hits home for you. That's pretty awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that with us, dude. And thanks for being here today, man. I appreciate it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add, brother? I, I think that does it. I mean, Alex, thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, you know, this is maybe just a shout-out to KSCF. Um, you know, love what they're doing for the community as well. Get, you know, they're starting up here in Topeka. Uh, welcome home. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that, brother. I appreciate it, man. This has been Meet the Artist. I'm Alexander Lancaster with Mark Fureborn.
Nailed it again. <laughs> All right. And his band is called Buyer Beware. Check them out. They're available on Spotify. Apple Music. Uh, we even are on TikTok, Snapchat. If you want to make one with us, we have our music on there, too. Right on, man. So we, people could purchase the album from those platforms or apple music definitely amazon music as well and streaming as well on spotify title um and i don't know if anybody has deezer but we're on there too <laughs> any plans of doing anything live um you know that one is a little challenging uh with with kind of the big group of people that have kind of contributed to buyer beware um it's they're a little spread out you know i've got some people in kansas city lawrence um jared recently moved to colorado so mm -hmm. Hopefully yeah. I can bring him home soon and maybe so, we can. So the best thing you could do is buy that single, show your support, and watch this band come back together to do a live show, right? There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody would be so happy to get back together to do it if we support them. And that's what it's about right here on KSEFDB Radio. All about local and all about being vocal. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. It's been it. Thank I'm you. out. All right, a big thanks to Mark Feuerborn for being here with us today on Meet the Artist. I'm Alexander Lancaster. And thank you for joining us here on KSEF DB Radio. This is a song by Buyer Beware, Ethereal. <laughs>
All right, that was Mark Fearborn's band, Buyer Beware. You could check them out on all your major music platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Just do a Google search or whatever kind of search engine you use, and you can find them. But you could also hear that song again right here on KSEF DB Radio. We love to support our local music. And now we're going to add a couple more songs. These are two of Mark's favorite songs, and so we're going to play them. This is Soundgarden with 1,000 Days Before. All right, that's been about my time. I'd like to give a big thanks to Mark Fuerborn for taking his time for this interview and um, giving us a lot of information about his band, Buyer Beware, and his new single that's out, Ethereal. Y'all go check that out. This has been Meet the Artist. I'm your host, Alexander Lancaster. You're listening to KSEFDB Radio. Join us every week on the Tuesdays on the 8th to hear more interviews with a lot of local artists from right around Topeka. We appreciate you being here, and we appreciate your listenership. Taking us out is another one of Mark's top picks. This is Nirvana with Something in the Way. Thank you for listening.